Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Hi, everybody. How's it going? How are you? How are you doing? Welcome back to another fantastic, interesting episode of... Mutants. Slayers. And Jedi. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, Oh my. my. Oh, my. Sip some tea. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) So, just what are we talking about today, Giselle? We are talking about the amazing 90s slasher classic, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I loved this movie when it came out. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about it because... I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah. I was impressed. I didn't see this movie when it came out in theaters. I saw it a few years later, and I freaking loved it. I mean, Buffy. 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 I'm Buffy. going to be honest, that was my main reason for wanting to watch it. And Obviously. yeah, freaking love this movie. It's great. Everyone's pretty good in it, except one person. Um, but, okay, so I wanted to talk about, first of all, I put together very quick notes, um, nothing too crazy because we'll just go through the movie like we always do but what do you think of the fisherman as a horror villain i don't think of him as a horror like a in my mind of like the the tentpole horror right classic when i think about this movie i think about frankly the location the atmosphere the drama between all the different characters i rarely it's not like scream when you think of Ghostface. that's iconic the fisherman he's He's a good villain in the movie. It's an interesting character, interesting motivation, but it's not really about him. It's more about the characters, the main, our main yeah. four. He's a good villain, but he doesn't have the same presence as, say, Ghostface, Michael Myers, Freddy, what have you. Right. And I think, like, his costume is a slicker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah that's, that's not iconic. That's just you, like, in your workout mode. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was a little lazy when we were thinking about our dastardly plan. You know, like, and I know this was adapted from a book, so, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that was, I never read it, so I'm Neither sure that was I. part of it. You know, like, I think a lot of it's from its source material, and it makes sense, and they're trying to make it, like, a thing. It's a, it's a slicker. For me, when I think of him, I think of the hook. I don't think of the slicker. Exactly. Because the hook, it's so reminiscent of urban mythology, which is a very American-based kind of horror folklore. Uh, horror for, horror. I cannot. Horror folklore. <laughs> I can talk. I liked all of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> all of it goes in. Folklore. Folklore. I like folklore. Okay. Folklore. But really, so I think just having something like a fisherman outfit in the hook, it's very much like urban legends. So I can definitely see why that was chosen. But unfortunately, it's it's not it's just not as iconic as all the other ones we've mentioned. For some I mean, from coming from what we just I mean, just recently talked about child's play Mm -hmm. to talking about this, I'm like, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's fine. is so iconic in my mind as the villain. Right. And I, like, when they reveal the fisher guy, fisherman at the end, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, you're just a fisherman. Hey. Really pissed <laughs> like, off, demented, creepy fisherman. Well, like, because we, we're, we're coming off of Scream and Scream yes. 2. These are, like, the movies that kind of preceded this one. And, like, mm-hmm. they're riding the wave of, like, this new horror slasher villain stuff that's really coming back. And you're, like, comparing... I mean, I don't know if it's fair to compare the two, but I think it's inevitable and, like, unavoidable mm-hmm. to compare these two, fran- two franchises. I use the word loosely for this one because it's not... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can talk about the sequels, but I don't really want to. That's but, fine. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, I think that Scream is such an, a commentary on classic horror slasher movies from the 80s and all those things that we kind of grew up watching. And this one's like, hey, this is just like those slasher movies from the 80s. Which is so interesting because it's the same writer, Kevin Williamson. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, he wrote this before he wrote Scream. And because of the popularity of Scream, then they picked up his other work. So it's interesting that he wrote something with that formula, the 80s slasher formula, and then also wrote something subverting all the tropes. So he clearly understands it because he can do both. So it's interesting. I think it is interesting to compare the two by merit of them having the same writer. And we have to remember that this was adapted from a a TV uh, Nope, a book. It was adapted from a book. So I think a lot of those key moments and things, I never read it again, but I think a lot of it was already in place for him, basically. Yeah. Into a movie. So anyway, that all being said, let's dive in. It is such a classic 90s opening to me. It reminded me of like, I'm like, oh, it's The Craft. Oh, it's like Lost Boys. Oh, it's, you know, I was like, I know know The Lost Boys is 80s, but But you know what I mean? Uh, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. I know a lot of the reasons why I like this movie is purely nostalgia, so I want to make that clear right now. That very reason, it hits all those points of these popular tropes from the time. There's something about opening up and seeing a cliffside, and it's a little dark outside. It's very mysterious and moody, and it definitely sets the tone for the entire movie. Uh Absolutely. And you got like these great title sequences appearing over the water. And I was like, oh, Sarah Michelle is like a big name, apparently. Like she's second listed. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yes, that's right. That's how it should be. Um, I really liked what they, I read like this really quick thing about the casting of all these people. And basically it was like, they first cast Jennifer Love Hewitt Mm -hmm. and they liked her vulnerability and her openness. And she was like first being considered for Helen, which is Sarah Michelle Gellar's part in this. And then um, they decided to go with her for Julie, which I think is good. I think it works Mm -hmm. out. And then, especially for Sarah, because I think, Sarah takes Helen and like runs with it and does mm-hmm. a really good job. Um, and then Ryan Philippe was next, but they were looking for someone who is taller and like more built than him. But I think he does a great job. Mm-hmm. And I think he looks great. Oh, he yeah. looks great. Yeah. And then Freddie was cast. And then yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller was cast. <laughs> 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 so we'll talk about Freddie. Yes. But Sarah was cast and they're like, she has this ability to like, be vulnerable and open, but also say something really bitchy and still make you care about her. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's Sarah. Yep. You know, like she's done that basically throughout her whole career. She's like, great, can do that. Yeah. Anyway. So I love this opening long shot though, where we're oh. sweet. Like it's really kind of beautifully shot. Yes. Like it's sweeping around this cliffside. The cinematography is really nice. And we're zooming in on this guy who has, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's a spinny number. Yeah. Like, like little- a locket or something. Establishing this is something obviously that's going to be important later. Exactly. He's drinking and like clearly depressed. And then we see fireworks and we cut to this town and it's like a 4th of July celebration. And we're in this ridiculous ranch, like this, this interior space with a stage and it's, it's a beauty contest happening. And Ryan Philippe, Freddie Prince Jr. And Jennifer Love Hewitt are all like on top of this balcony and they're watching SMG like, in a competition. Sarah's so great. She's so great. She's like, you know, like totally not something I think she would ever do herself like in real life, but mm-hmm. 
just like, you know, she's like, do art. I shall serve my country. Oh, she does that role perfectly. The young person with their entire life ahead of them. And it's a special holiday. So everyone's in a good mood. They're celebrating. Everyone's happy. All of our lives are ahead of us. What do our futures have in store? I don't know what it is about that kind of setup, but it always fucking works. Yes. It's so good. It's so like, it's that character crunchy narrative stuff that's like really good and fun to work with and everyone's like falls into depression and mm-hmm. you care about them because you saw where they started from and all the hope that they had and you're yeah. like oh no so Sarah wins obviously mm. and they all celebrate her win and oh and then little Johnny Galecki shows up Johnny Galecki Johnny Galecki from um Roseanne yes uh, that big bang theory tv show yeah um, that's but also just Johnny Galecki, Johnny and he looks Gale- exactly the same. He does. He, out of everyone in this movie, he looks exactly the same, except he got a little scruffier. Like, that's literally yeah. the only difference. That's it. Yeah. I was like, fuck you very much. Yeah. Um, he, looks, he looks so cute. He's so, so cute. cute. And then, like, he's trying to, like, he kind of hits on J-Love. So, like, Ryan Philippe is an ass in, like, every role ever, as per usual. But he's so good at it, and I get why. Like, I'm Yeah, like, hmm. he's so good at that. That He was our 90s asshole, but you still kind of liked him anyway, but he was such a prick. No, it's absolutely true. And I think, like, he's like the Dave Franco of 1990s. He was, yeah. <laughs> he's really, really good. He, like, picks a fight with Johnny, and, like, Freddie comes in and, like, breaks it up. And as Sarah Michelle says, let's beam down to Dawson's Beach. And I was like, is that a reference to Dawson's Creek? I thought that too. I have no idea, but maybe. It probably is. It has to be. Because like, when Williamson was like, Dawson's Creek. Anyway, so like, J-Love like, says goodbye to Johnny. So then we cut to the beach, and they're all around a bonfire, and Freddie is like, telling a story, and all, like a horror story, and he's like, they, but they all have like, different versions, and it's all about the, the guy with the hook, and the guy who's escaped the, the insane asylum, and has a hook, and it's like, either he's being hanged above a car and you can hear the scratching of his feet or like the dripping from the blood of the neck and like there's all these like different stories and this is where it really hit me where I was like oh Freddie you're just not great in this movie (laughs) he's actually like okay verging on terrible in this movie (laughs) and it's really unfortunate because I'm like oh no we could have gotten like Matthew Lillard in there I would have liked Skeet Ulrich personally who? Skeet Ulrich Yes, Skeet Ulrich. Per- perfect. And he's- Skeet Ulrich. Thank you. Right? Johnny Galecki, switch roles with Freddie oh Prince. We need a little less Freddie Prince in this movie. Johnny Galecki would have been so good in that role. He's so right? cute. Oh my gosh, I seriously have a crush on him. He is so cute. Anyway, oh, but then, okay, then we cut quickly away from that situation, thank goodness. And we go to, like, Sarah Michelle and Ryan Philippe, like, getting their flirt on. And I'm like... They're just so, they're really fucking great together. And I'm like, you guys just need to figure out another movie, TV show situation to be in together. Oh my God. You guys are fucking good together. Done. The chemistry between them is so undeniable. So good. And they're like talking about their dreams of her being a real actress on Guiding Light, which cracked me up. And Ryan playing for the Cowboys and then having three kids before he goes to rehab. And I love the planned rehab stay. Right. Like, (laughs) it's great yeah and this scene is perfect continuing that whole idea of hopes and dreams the sweetness of youth so then freddie like 
scares Jay Love or whatever, and like Ray is going to New York, and I was like, I'm not interested in any of this. And <laughs> and Jay Love is going to Boston to become a lawyer, and I was like, good for you, Jay Love. Yeah. And then Ray is all romantic, and they have beach sex, which I wrote down, which is the worst sex to have. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because it is. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's, don't do it. Yeah. Don't. Um. Okay, so Ryan Philippe just boozes charisma. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I I'm going to keep writing it because in every scene, I'm just like, what are you? He looks great. He's beautiful. And then, um, okay, so Helen gets the, the keys mm-hmm. away from Barry, who's Ryan Philippe, and like tosses them to Ray, who's, who's Freddie. So it'll, it'll all be clear. Just do real names. It's fine. We know who you're talking it's, about. It's whatever. Fine. We'll bounce back and forth. I'm confused already. And, <laughs> So Ray is going to drive because Ryan is, like, totally drunk off his ass. Then, like, Ryan's, like, standing up through the sunroof and drops his bottle on everybody in the car. Being such an ass. This whole thing was, like, yeah, he's a fucking asshole, but I love him. He just distracts everyone in the car, and then he's, like, causes Freddy to crash (gasps) into something (gasps) in the road. Mm, They get out, and, like, Philippe is, like... Now I'm just bouncing the last names. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Philippe is covered with blood on his face. And J-Love finds a boot. And Philippe grabs a flashlight. And they find the body of the guy. And, like, they, they apparently hit a guy. Mm-hmm. So J-Love has a... She has a good scream. This is yeah. a good horror movie scream. I was like, yes! And, like, Ray checks the guy's pulse. And J-Love wants to call an ambulance. And Ryan says they can't. So they have, like, this whole meltdown about, like, they have a squabble between each other and, like, what to do with the dead guy now. Honestly, the car was covered with alcohol. They would have been screwed. They would have been fucked. So it's a good good point. So a car comes down the road, and it slows down, and it's Johnny Galecki! (laughs) I wish this part had been bigger in this movie. Switching with Freddie Prince. I swear. Switch him. Yeah. Switch him up. So it's Johnny Galecki, and, like, Love, like, tries to make him go away, basically. She's like, great, go. And then, like, they're trying to get him to go away by saying, like, Ryan is sick and, like, Ryan's, like, throwing up over the guardrail. That's and not a dead they, body. Oh, they, like, threw a dead body over the guardrail. I really have a heart. Okay. So, it was, like, another time where I'm, like, I think Johnny Galecki was too close to what was happening for him not to have seen them carrying something. Right. It's definitely, okay, sure, he didn't see anything. Sure, plot. Yes. Let's move along. Okay, fine. It was a little, like, child's play moment where I was, like, <laughs> The cop car, he's a little, they're a little close. But, you know, whatever. So they finally convince Max, that's Johnny Galecki's character, to drive off. Great. So then we cut to our foursome, driving up to, like, a rando dock to dump the body. They will be just fine. And J-Love is kind of like, I mean, I get why she's there. She's supposed to be, like, the wet rag and, like, the the reasonable one. Exactly. She's the moral compass. You always have to have that one character, typically the main female character, who's the one saying, this is wrong. No, don't do this. Let's check his wallet. And they're all like, why? Yeah, I love how Sarah Michelle Gellar just says, I don't want to know. No. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all set. The damage is done. Let's just just dispose of this and be on our merry way. And I want to be an actress on Guiding Light. <laughs> I have dreams, Julie. Jesus. Exactly. Like, I need to make my dreams come true, and you need to go be a lawyer somewhere yeah, else, away need, from me. I need to be my best self, and I can't do that with you morally pontificating right now. Okay? Great. Good. Please stop. Yeah. So then, oh, so like, then Freddie's like, I won't, 
like decides to have a moral code moment and like won't help to push the body into the water. So Helen's like, fuck you, I'll do it. I love this. I love how just the one with the heels and the bathing suit and the fucking crown and curled hair is like, get out of my way. I'll fucking do it. Jesus. (laughs) Like I'm Buffy. Yeah. Buffy. (laughs) I always love that. But the guy, like the dead guy wakes up and like (gasps) grabs her head crown. Then like they push him off of her and he gently like lands in the water, but he still has her crown. Ryan Philippe dives into the water and he, like, gets the crown, and, like, the guy wakes up, and, like, he screams and, like, swims back to shore. So they all, like, he's, like, Ryan then, like, throws the crown back at SMG, and Ryan makes them all swear that they take this to the grave. And, like, Sarah promises, and Freddie says something, it doesn't matter. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love is, like, sort of standing there, and he's like, swear it! And he gets a little violent with her. Yeah. Yeah, this didn't age well. I was yeah. like, and I like that no one stepped in to stop him. Oh, like I know, Freddy right? Not Freddie Prince Jr. And nobody. Uh, totally uh, I was sort of surprised. Him. I thought maybe like one of them would say something at the very least. Like even if you're not gonna like physically step in, maybe they'd just be like, "Chill the fuck out." Like you know, you would think like Helen might be like, "Calm down," like or say something. Yeah. But nope. Silence. Yep. <laughs> Okay, what I would have done, okay, this is what I would have done in this, heaven forbid, if I were to ever be in a situation like this, heaven forbid, this, if, 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 if said beautiful, charismatic, drunk asshole is with me, as one is, and he starts threatening the friend, that's when I hit him on the back of the head and say, okay, we're going to the police right now, we're going to pin it on him, and yeah, we're good, right? right? Yeah, yeah, movie's they're over. All really, they're all really close and tight, and you can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit, but they're all like... Really close friends. So. Oh, totally. But I'm a 100% Slytherin, so that's when I'd go, okay, strategy. <laughs> What's best for me? What is best for me? <laughs> so, Love finally swears, and then Freddie says it'll be okay. And Jennifer Love Hewitt's reaction to that, of him and his deadpan, mm-hmm. no expression, it will be okay. Mm-hmm. And her roll of her eyes was great. Yeah. We then, oh, we then zoom into the flipper thing that we saw the, big, the guy was mm-hmm. playing with at the beginning. Yeah. And it's like over by the docks. So it's like, that's the guy that was playing with the thing in the beginning. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So one year later, and like Jennifer Love Hewitt is at college and she's working away. And I kind of liked her little roommate. Who I thought was Me cute. too. Was like, Unfortunately, and we've mentioned this in other movies from this era and from the 80s. They have usually one person of color, in this case, one woman of color, the only person of color in this entire movie. And, oh, she's only in it for three minutes. Okay. This was definitely made in the 1990s. Okay. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, when Nev Campbell in Scream 2 went to college and her friend was black. But, I mean, she was in it a lot more. But this was, like, sort of reminiscent of that. (laughs) <laughs> with like her having way less to do and I was like I'm disappointed yeah this is, <laughs> okay. it, it is it's very <laughs> disappointing oh, the 90s. so then she's like so she's like being convinced to go home I liked her friend saying we're gonna get a tan that pasty ass face of yours <laughs> yeah. like Because years gone by, you can tell that the events have taken a toll on her. So wearing less makeup. She's wearing that iconic hairstyle for women in the 90s where it would be the very thin bangs in the front and then the layers. Those bangs were terrible. Oh, I had those bangs. I had those bangs. I'm not. Oh, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) I was upset about the bangs. I was like, 
I'm sad now. Oh, you killed someone? No, but you're bangs, honey. (laughs) Oh, no. Definitely the fashion in this. If you want to get a glimpse into what was popular during that time, this movie does it very well. Yes. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar later with her, like, cut-off shorts, high-waisted cut-off shorts with, like, Mm -hmm. tendrils and, like, but then a halter top deal with, like, her midriff showing and yeah, I was like, and, then it's, it's, and a hat and I was like this is a lot what's yeah, going on and it's tied in the middle um it really looked terrible uh, yeah. so anyway her roomie drops her off and her mom greets her so this is another terrible mom I thought of you please <laughs> behold like, everyone another addition just they're actually all of the parents in this movie are particularly terrible yeah I think but we this only- one is not great yeah. The veritable who's who of dead, of terrible parents. Mm-hmm. So we cut to them having dinner, and her mom just out of nowhere goes, "Are you on drugs?" And then she says, "She looks like death." Mm-hmm. She, who is this woman? <laughs> this is a terrible mom. This is so mean. The approach was blunt, not not rough. Yeah, and yeah, she does the whole. I'm concerned about you. I'm pretty much just expositing that you have changed, J Love. You have changed. That that's really just why she's there. That's really what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then another way she and I laugh every time where she fails in the mom department is, oh, there's this letter for you, Julie, but there's no return address and no stamp. I don't think this is suspicious at all. Maybe something I should send to the police because this is totally a normal thing to do. Like I'm confused. As yeah. like your daughter's randomly your daughter who's eighteen maybe is receiving anonymous mail and like handwritten, not spam, clearly to her address with no postmark and no return address. That's when I'd say, okay, Julie, we need to have a talk. You know, this came in the mail for you, but last week your report card came in the mail. I'm very disappointed in you. If your your father's roll turning over in his grave, I was like, holy shit, what's happening? So much expositing here. No, her mom was terrible. And I was like, you need to chill the fuck out, Becky, or whatever the fuck your name is. Like, you need to... <laughs> I was like, Barbara, Barbara, please? I was like, I can't. <laughs> Barbara, please, yes! <laughs> Barbara, please! Barbara, please! <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you it's for like, that. It's rough. So then, okay, so then Julie opens the letter, and it says, I know what you did last summer. Okay. And she asks her mom, who it's from? And she has no idea. And then Julie goes upstairs. So this note makes me laugh because of the exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been so much more threatening without the punctuation added. But I just love how Mr. Psycho Hookman decided, oh, I'm excited. Exclamation point. (laughs) I really know. I I legit know what you did last summer. (laughs) I'm so good at being an ominous threat. Exclamation point. It's good. It's good stuff. And then it's like, it makes you think like on set that day, like exclamation point or no, the period, maybe a question. Nope. Not a question mark. That doesn't work. A cop. No, no, no. no. Cop. Semicolon. No, no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, like, like which punctuation will go at the end of this. I wish I could have statement. been on a fly on the wall for that. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Julie later looking at the note. And she's just, like, sitting up in her creepy, dark room looking at this note mm-hmm. just by herself. Yeah. Oh, so before, like, we're introduced to um, Helen's sister, she's not a big – she doesn't have a lot to do, but she's sort of terrible. Um, yeah. So then we cut to 
SMG is Helen's sister coming into her clothing, rando shit store. What the fuck was this place? Like it was some like low rent department store. It was gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I felt like everything was dirty. Yeah. And, and like, all that, what was it? Naughty pine. I can't fucking stand naughty pine as a wood. Like that, that yeah, color, yeah. that shade of wood. It drives me crazy. That to me is no, you paint over. This is to establish a, a base load bearing wall. Great. Yeah. Now we paint over some colors clean this up this is terrible looking then she hears the front door opening open and and she's like look what the cat drug in i I stopped the movie and i said drug in girl you know you you graduated from high school this is unacceptable yeah (laughs) you don't get to be such a bitch if you can't even say dragged in as opposed to drug in (laughs) thank you I was like, fuck you, it's dragged. (laughs) (laughs) And especially because her character is literally only there to be an unstoppable bitch every time. She never has a moment of actually being a sister. She's She's not redemptive at all. There's no redemption for this person. She's one character where later when she bites it, I go, yeah, you kind of earned it. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. This is me being super nitpicky, of course, but I wish with her character, sure, be a bitch. Sometimes sisters have that kind of relationship, but at least have a moment of nurturing later when, hey, are are you okay? But no, just the entire time. Fuck you. Fuck you, little sister. Oh, your hopes and dreams died? Like, wow. Wow. It's rough. And like that part, we'll talk about the the best chase scene in this movie. Yes. With my, with, with our girl. Yes, our queen. Our girl. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, like, how, what her sister does. Oh, like, drives me. What the fuck? What is absolutely, like, what is actually wrong with you? Like, what is Seriously. actually wrong with Like, you? I think she's a sociopath. I think so. I, I honestly think that, think that. And then I wrote, I hate this character even more now. And then Julia yes. <laughs> has come to get Helen's New York number. Oh. I guess they haven't stayed in touch. And then she's like, but she's not in New York. She's working here. And then, like, she's, like, over at the perfume section and like moment where she like knocks over all the bottles and i was like oh no (laughs) helen so we're informed basically by helen that like she went there to new york and it didn't work out and like life is hard and you know she like probably did like some naked shoots or something yeah i just feel so bad for her oh helen no i mean but that's the point that's why we started off the movie with everyone so happy and joyful and hopeful just so that when we see this moment it hurts so much more. So we really got that juxtaposition. We really got that contradiction and mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's, it's good. It's painful to watch though. Especially but in with, a like, good way. Yeah. Especially with her, I think, cause Helen, I think we're given the most insight as to, cause she speaks so much on it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to become an actor and I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to be in guiding light. And I'm going to do like, she had so many plans for yeah. herself that you come back and you're like, fuck. Working <laughs> like, the sucks. minimum wage job in your hometown. Yeah. With your sister who you obviously can't stand. And it's for, rough for good reason. Yeah. She's a fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> I had to censor myself. <laughs> I almost said something else. Yeah. No, she, <laughs> like, she oh, is. No. So then, okay, so then Julie shows Helen the note, and, like, Julie makes a good point that they weren't that careful, and, like, anybody could have been there that night and seen them and all this stuff, and I was like, that's a really good point. And then Helen asks if Barry slash Brian Philippe has seen this note. So then they, we cut to Barry's big fucking mansion, Mm -hmm. big mansion house, Mm -hmm. and Sarah Michelle Keller is smoking a cigarette! (laughs) It was, it catches me off guard every time. 
it's so weird to me how that used to be okay in movies directed towards teens. It's so crazy. Barry and Helen have seemingly broken up, basically, clearly. And he sees them from his balcony and asks, what are you guys doing here? such an ass. Uh, Not like like that at all. He sounds much better. (laughs) (laughs) And then Barry thinks the note is nothing, but I actually really like how he delivered this. He goes, I know what you did last summer. What the fuck is that? (laughs) He's like, this note is nothing. Fuck you. Shut up. And then he's like, Oh, he's like, that doesn't mean anything. And she's like, only one death comes into mind or one murder comes to mind. And I was like, good on you, Julie. Yeah. She's like the only one who really stands up to bear his bullshit. Yeah. And then he insults their looks. And then such an ass. He's such an asshole. But although I did like when Helen was like, you're a prick. (laughs) I was like, great. So like Helen's like clearly developed a back up backbone from this experience too and like dealing with him and breaking up and like dealing with New York and trying to make it and she's like become edgier and harder and I kind of liked it. Me and, too. Like, and then Julie tells them that the guy that they hit was David Egan and he was down three weeks after they dumped him and then Julie says the cops called it an accidental drowning but it wasn't an accidental drowning was it? Yeah, Barry asked about Ray, and Julie and Ray broke up. You know, they ask good questions like, why send a letter a, a year later to fuck with them? And Barry thinks it's Max, Jan- Johnny Galecki. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the three arriving at the fish port. Dock? The docks. The docks? Area? Warehouse? Docks. I don't know. I don't know sea life. I don't <laughs> It's fine. Fish, we get it. Great. And then <laughs> this is where Max works. And then Barry goes in by himself and they go talk in private and like threatens Max with like a hug to not send more letters and like scratches his face. And I'm like, Barry, you need to calm the fuck down. Barry needs anger issues. Yeah. He, he needs some anger management yesterday. Yeah. And then he like exits and they're all like, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I took care of it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, and I'm then a lot of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then yeah. they're leaving and they run into Ray, who is a fisherman now. Yes. And Barry like, like, Barry, like, could not give a shit less. He was like, I don't care about any of this. I'm going to go. I'll yeah. see you later. Done. I have to go work out and look great. And then like Helen does not even say hello to him. <laughs> She's like, whatever. <laughs> great. Call me later, Julie. Fantastic. Fabulous. Right. Love it. Yeah. We all have no lives. My wig is interesting. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then she <laughs> she exits. So, so big. Actually, let's talk about it right now because okay. I yeah. want to to you. Did you like this wig better than the Venom wig? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was much more. I mean, you could still tell it was a wig, but it was way more believable. Absolutely. I mean, it was a little big. Yeah. It felt it was, a little big. It was a little it was big. It was in the 90s. So I was True. like, yeah. Yeah, it, it tracks for the time. Right. And she had like the stupid Hillary Clinton headband. <laughs> Headband thing on Donna Martin from 90210. Uh, I rocked. Oh man, I rocked the headband. Sorry, this is bringing back so many hair memories for me. (laughs) But it's way better. I mean, it is crazy that it's been 22 years since this movie and they can't figure out wigs now and Venom. I can't. I'm sorry. I know, guys. I know we talked about it, but (laughs) (laughs) I I looked at this and I was like, this is the perfect moment to talk about wigs and what's happening because, like, it's much better. Like, I don't. And I like that she was so obsessed with it. She's mm-hmm. like, the hair, Julie, it's everything. It's all about the hair. Yeah, the dude. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. 
So they're like, oh, so then Julie and Ray are talking about the letter and the Ray asks about this, about school and she like quickly changes the subject because she's like totally flunking out and not doing well. Yeah. And then she's like, but what about you being a fisherman? And he's like, it's the one thing I knew about my dad or whatever. And it's like, I'm bored of this conversation. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Julie says she is responsible for her own action. Um, doesn't blame him for like the choices they made, but she also doesn't want to know him. <laughs> she like walks quickly off, and it's very Dawson's Creek. This is like a very Dawson's Creek. Oh yeah, it was scene. great. So yeah, it was good. very soap, sopra, soap oh, opera. Yeah. I can't speak. Sopra, sopra. Haley said, it. "So sopra and folklore." Okay, go us. <laughs> good, I like it. Yeah. I like both of them. Yeah, the sopra too. about folklore. <laughs> <laughs> so. So we cut to Max, and he's, like, boiling lobsters. I'm confused about what this place is. <laughs> I really am. I'm like, so you catch the fish, and then you make the fish, and then you cook the lobsters, and then... I, I, I don't know. I don't live in an idyllic eastern coastal lighthouse town. I mean, I grew up on a, a coast, and, like, when you catch them, you don't you bring them somewhere to... That's why you have the little, when we were children, we thought they were aquariums in the seafood. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, what's happening? And Venom, we saw, he jumps into a (laughs) lobster. Yeah. That's where they go. With water. He eats one. And I'm like, they're still alive. So are you, you, you're killing the lobster? I was confused. I'm confused about the process. That's okay, because I never worked in one, so it's fine. Yeah. Whatever this is, I didn't work there, so yeah. there <laughs> I don't go. know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Max boiling the lobsters, and then um, the hook that was like put in the ice from uh, from Brian Philippe earlier is like missing. And we see through the smoke, a fisherman appears and slams the hook into Max's oh. throat and drags him across the pots. Ooh. I was like, this is a good death. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm such a sicko. I'm like, yeah. And then, and then I was like, and he's dead. Super dead. <laughs> and he's dead. Aw, Johnny Galecki. Poor Max. You knew he was going to die, though. Yeah. I was like, yeah. They're not going to make you Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. They're going to kill you, unfortunately. <laughs> so we cut to Barry arriving at his gym, and he has a workout. And then... I appreciate... Okay, please I like continue. This. Continue, please. <laughs> Another way this movie holds up, and perhaps this was Kevin Williamson subverting a trope. What shower scene do we get to see in this movie? Ryan Felipe. Oh, he looks good, oh. too. I was like, I'm very happy with his towel work. Mm. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> it's well, uh, uh, the presentation, uh, 9 out of 10. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Um, it's good. So he comes out of his, like, he does a workout. He looks all hot and bothered. Great. Mm. He takes a shower. He comes out looking all, like, nice and wet. Glistening. Very good. And he's, like, walking around quite a bit. It, okay, so this gym was also weird to me, though. Yeah, this backwoods gym, I just don't understand it. I was confused. I'm like, okay, I think Planet Fitness is cheap, but, like, <laughs> oh, my God. So there's, like... <laughs> There's an open floor gym area where they have a punching bag, mats, mm-hmm. weights, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But next to it, right, right next, no wall, next to it are all the lockers lined up. And you have to cross the mat area after you've showered to change back into your nor- – I was like, what is this place? What's happening? The same person who designed this also designed, I think, the depressing department store. <laughs> yeah. There was just the, was one, like, the one architect in town. Just do everything. Okay. <laughs> Make this place also 
really sad yes. and upsetting. More, it makes no sense. More fucking naughty pine. I cannot stress that enough. It offends me. I hate it. No. <laughs> Such a specific... It's such a specific point from you. I don't don't like the pine. Fuck the pine. It's such an ugly wood. I don't understand why anyone doesn't paint over it. I was just confused by the layout. And I'm like, I want to know what they were doing when they're like scouting location. They're like, okay, great. So this place is just an open room. So we'll just make it half locker, half gym area. We'll we'll just throw in some equipment. As as gyms are normally. Yeah. And then, oh, they're all by the dock, of course, and by water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, what? what is this place? Yeah. I was confused. Mm-hmm. But it also made me laugh. So yeah. I was good. And then and we got this great scene of Barry walking around shirtless. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking all ripped. He looks great. And he looks really thin, but, like, good. Mm-hmm. And then, anyway, um, so we come back to his, like, he's, like, looking around and, like, thinks he hears a sound and he's walking around all hot and bothered and whatever. And then he comes back to his locker and it's, like, a Polaroid sticking out of it. It's of his car with the words, I know, on the back. And Barry is, like, looking through the gym again. This gym slash locker room. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. I'm yeah. going to keep harping on it because I've never seen anything like it. I'm very confused. <laughs> And it seems empty. So he comes back to his locker again, and it's open, and his jacket is missing. Mm. And this comes back later. But Barry asks the owner, like, after he, like, quickly changes, and he's like, where's my jacket? Whoa. And then Barry asks the owner if anyone else is working out, and he says they're alone. And I was like, okay, so even the scripting sounds weird because it's like, the gym is right there. So you know if anyone else is working out. Right. Like, what? Yeah, like you would know. <laughs> I don't know this, this, the fisherman dude, he's a, a mastermind of sneaking around clearly. I mean, is there a back entrance that he found a way in? It's probably the I emergency know. exit where the alarm doesn't actually go off and he just opened it and went, doopie, 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 I'm going to put my little polar right here. I'm awesome at this. Doopie, 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 and then he snuck away. Just like that. I like the, I like the idea that he did all of those noises too. Right. Like yeah. Did. Cause he's a jolly fisherman. <laughs> he's not at all. <laughs> not a job fisherman. <laughs> so, no, the place is empty. Clearly, because the place is empty, Barry. It's like literally one room. I can't. Anyway, Barry asks. <laughs> so then Barry, like, hears his car start and he, like, runs outside and, like, the, the car is, like, driving away in reverse and Barry's, like, chasing it. So then the car stops and the headlights come on and the car starts chasing down Barry. <laughs> so it's like the reverse of what just happened yeah. and made me laugh. And then, <laughs> and then he crashes into Barry, which sends him flying through a shed and boxes and all this shit. And then Barry is alive and he's screaming and like calling for help. And then the fisherman arrives. It's like really the first time we're really seeing him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The fisherman. The fisherman like stands over him and like pulls out a hook and he's like, what do you want? <sighs> we didn't mean to, we didn't mean to do it. And then that scene just ends. Yeah. And it cracks me up because this was an opportune moment, but no, he's all about the taunting and the anticipation. Yeah. You have to, I mean, you have to taunt and you have to right. build up into What kind of murderous psychopath would you be if you didn't do excessive taunting? Come on. I mean, I kind of dig it, especially when it's like Barry, because he's such a fucking asshole. I know. <laughs> he's so pretty. Oh, anyway, so um, pretty. So then we cut to the hospital and like Julie arrives and Ray and Helen are already there. 
they all are in the hospital room with Barry, and Barry's explaining, like, you can see his face, and he says that whoever it is is fucking with them, and then, like, Barry starts to blame Ray, which will be, like, repeated again, mm-hmm. and because he is a slicker, and Ray wants to go to the cops, and so does Julie, but Barry's like, hell to the nah, and they have to find the guy for a little one-on-one, and they don't want to get in trouble with the cops, and, and Helen agrees. And I love and how says, they say, they try to say, let's just talk to him and reason with him. That, I know, and that comes out of Helen's mouth, and I was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it made, it made me laugh. Anyway, <laughs> so they're all, they're all hoping for the best. Yes. And Helen's like, we should really look into the family and friends of David Egan. So Julie, Ray, and Helen are leaving, and Ray wants Julie back, but she's like, nah. no, thank you, next. It was like, thank you, next. It was like that Ariana Grande song. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then Julie leaves, and Helen's like, awkward pause, looks at Freddie, and then she's like, bye, and like, leaves. And then, um, then it becomes like this movie about Julie and Helen for a bit, and I kind of liked it. I love, and one of the reasons why I like this movie is that there's so much focus on the two of them in particular. Yeah, you typically have you typically have a female lead in these movies. That's part of the formula. But I love that instead of her and Ray, it's her and Helen. It's their friendship, and you learn a lot about Helen, which I love. Especially with someone like Sarah in the in the role, you want to mm-hmm. give her shit to do because you're like you're Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, like so. you're good at this. So then Julie and Helen are like finding articles on David Egan, and then like they find out that two years ago, David was in a car accident with his fiance Susan Susie. And she died, and he had her name on his arm. Julie saw it. Yeah, because the, before they threw the body into the water, they noticed the tattoo on the arm that said Susie. So they logically made sense, put two and two together. Like, yeah, that was that was him. And Absolutely. something I like about this movie is that a lot of the assumptions they make track, even though totally. of course there are twists Absolutely. and turns down the road. But it, it tracks. It's not. A, it's not like in a lot of these movies where how did you come to that conclusion? Like, it makes sense. Like that's a big leap in logic. But this mm-hmm. one was just like, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yes. Yeah. Tattoo on that Yeah, stuff. they're yeah. not totally dumb. They're actually pretty smart. Yeah. And then Julie and Helen drive to David Egan's parents' home in the sticks. It was a lot. I was like, David Egan's home, it, sister's brother's uncle's roommate. Great. Yeah, cousins. Cousins twice yeah. removed. Twice removed. They're there, and then Helen is scared that they have, like, no plan. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't seem great on paper. And then they... <laughs> And then Julie's like, don't worry about it. We got this. Yeah. And then they, so they knock on the door and there's no answer. And so then they peer into a window and then Anne Hesh appears. Anne Hesh. <laughs> I was like, Anne Hesh is in this. And I always remember, but I kind of forget. You yeah. Know, like it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. No, same. Every time it gets me like, holy shit, that's right. Anne Hesh is in this, which happens to me literally every time I watch the movie. <laughs> And I heard like she did two days of filming and she was like, I remember doing two days of filming and I was scary. And I was like, yeah, that sounds, that's right. (laughs) And I love how, okay. I love how in any movie and it's not just the horror genre, but any genre where you're going out into the sticks, it can be the East coast, West coast, middle of the country. And I love how, when you go to the more upscale town to the sticks, accents change, architecture changes. Like we, all of a sudden we are in deliverance. With the clothes and wow. Okay. Good job movie. <laughs> really? It's, it's saying a lot through very little. Yeah. It's like, do, 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 do. She's like out there like skinning cats or something. I was like, what's happening? Practically. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers. 
So then Julie says their car stalled down the road and they could use her phone. And Helen goes to make the phone call, quote unquote. And Anne is the, so we established that Anne is the sister of David and his death basically like destroyed the family. Mm -hmm. And Helen asks about like a close friend that David had, like she's trying to get more information about like who this guy, who this fisherman could be. And I kind of like this. Like she's like, they established that Helen might be a little more flighty than Julie, but Helen's really kind of smart. And I kind of like this subversion of expectations. Like, oh, wait, yeah, you're like really asking and like kind of the right questions, pretending you knew him in school right. and that you used to hang out with someone. You're like trying to get to the bottom of who that was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of, I liked it. I liked and I, this whole. And I like the names they gave each other, Angela and Jody. I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah. That it was, was cute. cute. So then like they're pretending to know David and Anne says there was a guy who came by who was smart and sweet and they're like kind of dating and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, but it didn't work out. And his name was Billy Blue. And they leave, and then Anne calls after them to come by again. And then they cut to sitting in the car with the car on. This always, this, even when I saw it the first time, drove me nuts. Because I'm like, you get in the car and you drive away. You get in the car and you drive away. Right. They get in the car, they turn it on, and then they sit in it. So they're, like, talking, and Julia's freaked out and says they killed a man and ruined the life of everyone he knew. And Helen counters that she doesn't think that they're that powerful. And I kind of like this, like, moment between them. Yeah. Like they're really, both great. They're both yeah. really doing a good job. Yeah, they really establish a genuine friendship there. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, so after Anne Hesch gives them back their cigarettes, she, like, stares after them sort of suspiciously. suspiciously. So we, we cut back to them arriving back in town. And Helen says maybe David wanted to die because of the dead fiancé. She died in the same place he was hit by them, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And he was, like, crossing the street in the middle of the night without, like, anybody being able to see him. So Julie does not believe that, though. She's yeah. like, whatever helps you sleep at night, honey. Yeah, but Julie's no. being, this is Julie yet again being a little bit of a wet rag. Yeah, but I mean, but she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Well, and that's what I like is there. there's a moral gray area here. I mean, what they did was irresponsible and stupid and inexcusable. Absolutely. But it definitely is like, well. Yeah, you're like, but and maybe David was like really in pain. He was just walking out there and hoping to get hit by a car. Yeah. You when know. we still think it's David, of course. Yeah. So Helen asks what happened between them. And that she misses Julie, and they're like, they used to be best friends. And like, Julie just like has no answer to that. And like, Helen gets out, and it's really sad. Yeah, it's like, fuck you too, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, screw you, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Julie's a bit of a bitch in this, but I, I get it. Like, oh, a no, lot of the character motivation you totally understand. Absolutely. So Except for the yeah. sister, like, everyone makes sense. She's just a bitch. Yeah. But I mean, you could like build in a fill in what gaps you want in your mind a little bit if you wanted to be like, oh, so Sarah Michelle Geller Helen was definitely like the most praised daughter in this family. Yes, and she was like really popular and always had every guy interested in her, and she won like that crown for Croker USA or whatever the fuck that was, mm-hmm. and you know like she just like. And she was, like, pageant queen, so she was, like, part of this stupid parade and, like, just accolades, accolades, accolades. And she probably won, like, prettiest face or best hair or whatever in the yearbook. And, like, her sister just had to grow up with all that shit. And she was like, I don't like you. (laughs) And it's like, and then So you can fill in what you can. No, totally. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) uh, Helen goes inside the house and says hi to her dad, who 
is, I don't know, a, a drunkard. Uh. What I love about this scene is that it paints a picture of her life beautifully. What maybe her life was growing up, her being this queen and being an actress was her way out of this miserable situation that she's grown up with. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so she goes to the kitchen, but we can see like the, the main door opens again, like the fisherman has entered the building. This guy is eerily good at sneaking around and never getting caught. Never getting caught. Okay, so the door opens, Helen pours a Diet Coke, and then she's like drinking, blah, blah, blah. And for, the fisherman goes towards the kitchen, but then has gone upstairs instead and like hides in Helen's closet. And then she changes, and we have this weird like breathing scene moment, with, which is very like psycho mm-hmm. and creepy and weird and then helen's in her pjs and and looks at her crown and her sister comes in it's so sad because oh yeah it's It's super rude again i can't deal with it and her sister's giving her shit about oh looking at your crown again are you and you and your hair and i just want to say fuck you elsa (laughs) oh that's her name thank you (laughs) i'm like elsa can't you let it go oh Uh Uh oh let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> and it's her younger sister. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. Oh. But, and this, this scene breaks. I kind of just want to hear Sarah Michelle Geller saying, Do you want to build a snowman? If we did, when, if we ruled the world, we would yeah. remake this movie with all the same actors now, but no. still playing teenagers. But we're just doing it our way, inserting music here and, and switching actors there. And it doesn't great. make any sense at it all. Makes no right. sense because they're clearly not teenagers anymore. Nope. No, that's like the least problematic part. It's like, why are you seeing frozen? Doesn't matter. Shut up. Fine. Don't I wasn't even a big fan of that movie. Oh, me either. But the puns, <laughs> but I will never not use that pun. I will do it until people are saying, shut up, Giselle. Like, no, <laughs> can't stop me. Let it go. Let it just um, <laughs> let it go. Make like Elsa and let it go. So oh, yeah. Helen is in, like Helen's like you're a bitch. I hate you. I have to be in. Oh, so Elsa tells oh. her and like she has to be in the store tomorrow morning, At and 10. she's like I can't because I am like a queen and I have to be in a parade tomorrow. Yeah, and <laughs> her sister insults Helen. And this scene breaks my heart because we've established that she has a shitty home life, and then you she's looking at this crown like ah uh, simpler times. What could have been absolutely and like you're thinking of her you know and she just had that conversation with her friend julie and she's thinking of that night when she won the crown they were all hanging out before (gasps) everything went wrong and like it's crazy yeah it's really it's good it's really good good. stuff it's good stuff yeah exactly and then we open on the next morning Mm. it's asleep and her crown is now on her head Mm -hmm. so she's like this this is like a really well performed scene mm-hmm. though. So she wakes up and pulls the crown off of her head, and her hair oh. comes. Through. I was getting all kinds of like the craft, like her hair coming out, yeah. and then uh, she realizes her hair has been hacked. Oh my god! And this, this guy did an amazing job cutting her hair without waking her up. By the way, <laughs> what this, the fuck? I don't know this guy, man. This guy. How the fuck did he do this? I don't know. This scene, the first time I saw it, fucked me up because I, for most of my life, had long hair, and, wow. I, and I'm very proud of my long hair. <laughs> so dramatic. I feel personally attacked by this scene, and if anyone, anyone ever did that to me, that's when the Ellen Ripley would come out, and I would just come storming out of the house and say, I am going to, I would find him, he'd be dead like in 15 minutes, and I'd be like, yeah, I did it. 
He yeah, it was my, me. He chopped off my hair. It was me. I'm not uh, even yeah. going to deny it. I also <laughs> may have committed manslaughter a year ago. That, that's that's actually the the least offensive thing. That <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this. Oh my god, this. I would be so pissed. Like, no, no. I just couldn't. I mean, this is hard to not like be like bullshit. How the fuck <laughs> did he cut her hair without waking her up? Bullshit. What's happening? Yeah. But anyway, if you can just fine. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. Great. Yeah. And then so, of course she see he writes soon on the mirror and her scream, that scene is so great. Like her freaking oh, out and that shriek she does. Everything with her character, frankly, is probably my favorite thing about this movie. Her character, Absolutely. her performance and the actions with her character, to me, are the best parts of the movie, hands down. Hands down. She goes to the mirror and the word soon is written on her mirror and she like starts smashing it mm. with her fist and just cra- like I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is a great scene. Mm-hmm. This is cool. I like it a lot. Oh, it's fabulous. Uh, the, I, I know it seems silly cutting someone's hair being so threatening, but it is. It, it's, yeah. it's interesting how that is such a huge part of who we are. And so doing something like that, which to me is violating, it's so Absolutely. fucked up. And as I said, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, oh, you're getting murdered today. <laughs> well, it's such an invasion of what you usually have control over, which it's is dumb. your own hair what you're going to do with your appearance and obviously that is an important attribute to helen oh yeah yeah so you know it's such an affront to her and her kind of mental well-being and who she is as a person and like things like that so it's it's very it's good it's Mm -hmm. the right thing to do to her as a right totally victimize her and like make her scared Mm -hmm. but it's also sort of hard to believe anyway (laughs) but i was like yeah. yeah. So then Julie gets a call and like races off. She jumps in her car and while she's driving, she hears something in the trunk and she pulls over. <laughs> I have, I have a pig. Sorry, just was pointing at me and I'm like, wait, what? No, I, so I'm, she, this scene, she yeah. Slowly approaches her trunk and opens it. And inside is Max <gasps> with these crabs just crawling all over him. Like, I mean, he's dead. Yeah, so, super dead. Crawling all over him. So she quickly, like, she screams, obviously, Mm -hmm. freaks out, closes the trunk, and runs to Helen's, finding Helen and Barry. And then they go back to the car, and then they open the trunk, and the body and crabs are gone. This is one of those scenes I was pointing at you, because going on top of the the, the king of sneaking around and never getting caught, never making a sound, I want to see the scene of him going doop-a-doop-a-doop and, like, scooping up all the crabs and Johnny Galecki. And like throwing the bag over his back like Santa Claus, like a real like like Krampus at this point, and just like yeah. and, and no nobody notices, no, no nobody, and there's not even like a smell. Like there'd be something there indicating that some shenanigans happened. Although they're in the very sea town, right? Like I guess maybe the whole town smells like fish. Ew, smells <laughs> <laughs> mean. I'm sorry. No, seriously, gross. Um, so they go, so, okay, so the crabs and Bear and Max are gone, and, but she's like, Max had your coat on, Barry! Mm. And then she's like, where's your coat, though, Barry? Where's your coat? Mm. And Julie says, the guy is fucking with them. And then there's that scene, the infamous scene uh, of Jenny and her boobs. And yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's so true. I mean, J-Lo's boobs, iconic. Um, mm. And we get this crane upward shot, downward shot of them, and she's spin, spinning, like a top, mm-hmm. a top with boobs, and yeah. saying, "What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for?" And I was like, "This is so over the top. I love it." Right? <laughs> so so the, the drama. Oh, 
so good. Yeah. And she sells it pretty well. I don't think that's an easy thing for no. anyone to sell. I think that would have been difficult to do without cracking the fuck up. Yeah. I would laugh yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Okay. Like take 75. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, we're going to do this again. We're losing. Jennifer Love, can you um, try not to laugh this time? Okay, we're losing. We're losing the light. We we gotta we yeah. gotta finish this on the day. Come on. Thank you. Yeah. Try not to um, crack into tears and then laugh hysterically. And then okay, if you can't, if you can avoid falling on the floor in the fetal position, laughing maniacally, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just for this one take. Just just one. Time. One more time. Just one more time. From the top. Martini shot. Time. Martini shot. Time. Let's Thanks, do guys. it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to one. (laughs) So they go back to Helen's and Ray is there and Barry slugs him. And Barry says, Ray is behind this. So it's like he just repeatedly always is blaming Ray. And Ray says, I got a letter. This is my favorite response from Barry. Barry responds, I get run over. Helen gets her hair cut, hacked off. Julie gets a body in a trunk. And you get a letter? (laughs) It's great. Like, He's like, that's balanced. And I was like, this is great. Brian Philippe is like firing on all cylinders. I was like, yep. yep. Fabulous. Yep. Perfect. Yep. And then Freddie is like trying to match him. And I'm like, no, sweetie. No. And so Barry's like accusing Ray still. And then Julie calms everyone down, which is like her role. They say it might be Billy Blue, according to his sister, to the sister. And he was class of 92. And Helen says so was Elsa. And so there might be something in her yearbook. And they could bring the yearbook to David's sister to find out if she could point out Billy in case Billy Blue was like a fake name. So a lot of these, like, they're jumping to good conclusions, I think. So then Helen says she will skip the parade, but Julie says she has to go because he might show up and they could catch him. And I was like, this is a terrible plan. And then Ray wants to leave, but Julie wants her life back. And Ray looks down and like, it's all grumpy and does like the best job that Freddie can do. (laughs) And then Freddie is... I throw it down again. Freddie is not great in this. Mm. And then <laughs> I just kept writing that. And I'm sorry to harp on it. I feel bad, but like not bad, bad. He's pretty bad. And then we cut to the parade. And Sarah Michelle Gellar is like with much better hair. Yeah. You, you know she went somewhere. She went to someone and said, fix. Fix. Fix this situation. Yeah. And she has her cute little Buffy do from like season two. End of yeah. season two. And she's, like, waving. She's doing a cute little wave. so cute. And she sees, like, a fisherman in the crowd, and, like, Barry runs after him, but it's just, like, an old man who's, like, freaked out because he, like, tackled him. I was like, Julie arrives at um, the Egan residence, and she knocks on the door, and again, no one answers, and Julie's looking around outside calling for Missy, who's the sister of David Egan, who's played by Anne Hesh. Anyway, she comes out with a knife. She's, like, gutting a fish, and she asks what Julie is doing. I mean, just... Everything you could do to make her look like a giant freak. Like, oh, totally. Like, yeah, everything short of the banjo. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. She's like, bring out the gimp. <laughs> like, okay, guys, what are we doing? Um, God. We cut back to Helen on the clam. She's freaked out at all the fishermen. And then she sees one up above standing on a balcony. And he's like brandishing a hook. And she's like, ah! That, that, that one. Yeah, I think it's that one up there. <laughs> that would have been or do anything. She just sees him, and then she rolls along. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Julie wants Missy to look through the yearbook to find Billy Blue. And Julie says there, there's more to David's death, and Missy says she knows that he killed himself, and it's where Susie died, and uh, she hid 
a suicide note that he had apparently written or the insurance company wouldn't pay the money. So she comes out with the note and it reads, I will never forget last summer. And Julie says, that is not a suicide note. That's a death threat. And Julie says that she saw him that she saw David that night. And so did whoever sent this note. And Julie tells Missy that they hit David by accident and he died when he was crossing the road. And Missy says it was a drowning. Yeah, so Julie says, like, he had a tattoo, and Missy was like, he didn't have a tattoo. She yells at Julie to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Julie realized it wasn't Missy's brother. Like, that's the that's the point. Yeah, exactly. But it was one of those dun-dun-dun moments. So then we cut to the, pa- like, pageant, theater, barnyard, warehouse, ranch. Yet again, same architect as the department store as the <laughs> gym, question mark? Oh, boy. And this, like, sad little auditorium with such a tiny, tiny stage. I never want to go to this town. I know, it right? Just, I was like, I never want to go here. Wherever this is, is terrible. Yeah. So then Helen and Barry are, like, having a moment. And Helen, um, about, she's, like, scared. And, you know, she's like, I saw him. He had a hook. And he's like, it'll be all right. I'm here to protect you. And I'm like, okay. And then sure. Helen enters. Uh, and she's, like, sitting to watch the competition. Oh, God. And Helen's face... With this contest, the first contestant who's singing, it's, it might be my favorite thing ever. I want a gif of, like, every expression she had while watching this woman sing. I was like, this is great. No, it was great because her just reacting to this person and then also maybe this realization of, this was me a year ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's painful. It's yeah. a little like, ooh, gross, gross, gross. Yeah. Like and I don't want to be mean or rude, but how old do you think that woman was? I assume that it was aimed towards teenagers, this beauty contest. And she, she, she's a beautiful woman. She looked so good in that bathing suit. Envious there. But she frankly didn't look like a teenager. I was like, you are 30. Yeah. Not a hard 30, but you're 30. Right. Like not, not a teenager. (laughs) Oh, so then we see up where Barry is watching. We see a figure pass behind him and Helen sees the fisherman grab him and attacking him. And she's screaming and freaking out. This scene is hard to watch. Yeah. And she, trying to get through this crowd of people who are all like stopping her and like trying to like figure out what's wrong. And it's so good. And it's so hard to watch because no one just goes up to the fucking balcony and she's like Uh, pointing up there, but that's what makes it so good because so close yet so far Far away. Oh, not Ryan Felipe. No, no. And then um, Helen says that a cop comes in finally. And like Helen's like, he's killing Barry in the balcony. <laughs> and they, they go and they look and they find no one. And I have to say, the level of looking was not great. You can tell they didn't believe her. They just thought she was probably just having one of those hysterical fits that women have. There was definitely some contempt there. And I think that was on purpose that they weren't yes. taking her seriously and weren't looking very hard. Well, I mean, she probably was having her period. <sighs> <laughs> you know, women, you know how we are. You, just, you know how women always see murders when, when it's their, their time of the month. Yeah, we always see murder. We always see ghosts. We always think there's a possession happening. You cannot take us seriously. No. no. You're hysterical. We are. Can you calm down. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> I'm just having one of my fits. Just I'll, I'll, I'll sniff some vapors and I'll get better. Okay. Please, please take, take a moment. Okay, I'm right. sorry. I derailed this. It's just, I'm such a stupid woman. <laughs> but seriously, that was hard to watch. Oh, God. Every time <laughs> I, every like, time I watch this, sometimes, actually, no. Sometimes when I watch this movie, I skip this scene just because it's so hard. Because I get so angry and frustrated. I was like, he didn't even take out a flashlight to, like, no. look. No. Like, oh, no body up here. Yeah. 
and then we like track away from them as they go back down the stairs and we see just dripping blood off of the uh, yeah off of the like they didn't even turn on the overhead lights no nothing so we cut to backstage and announcer takes her crown from her and she's like broken and she's so sad and i was like oh no and as the cop says he can drive her home and then we cut back to julie looking up egan david egan again and we come back to Helen in the cop car with, like, the worst officer ever. Ugh. And then they turn down an alley. And then Helen says one of my favorite lives, though. And she's like, look, you little shit stick, Mayberry ass reject. There's been a murder, and you're going to fry in hell if you ignore it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I really like whatever you can give Sarah Michelle Gellar a real bitchy fucking line. Fucking deliver that shit. So like, no good. One, like, go for it. Good. Mm-hmm. Love it. And then the cop says they'll put out a search for Barry. And I was like, oh, God, you guys are useless. Yeah. And the fact that what causes him to turn down the alley is this, obviously, it's this blockade that clearly isn't supposed to be there. Don't you think he would have been notified if there was a blockade on this street? Thank you. Like, oh, this is super suspicious. I'm going to call this in. Did someone put a blockade here? No. Okay. I'm going to move it because it's just a pile of fucking wood, probably more naughty goddamn pine, and then just... God, Giselle loses her mind over the pine. Fucking pine, fucking pine, you guys. Fucking pine. But yeah, just the worst. He does. He doesn't call it in. He doesn't ask for help about it. He just. Oh, I'll just drive down this totally not suspicious alleyway. That's a. I'm a great cop. Go, Gary. I don't know if his name's Gary. I'm just deciding his name is Gary. Gary sounds good to me. Yeah. Yes. Or Grady. Great. Yeah, Grady. <laughs> uh, he then stops and he sees like a fisherman who's like looking over his engine and he's like, I'm going to see if he needs help. And I was like, this is such a small town because this would never happen in New York City mm. ever. No. Like, a cop they... would be like, oh, there's a guy looking at an engine. Oh, there's a guy jaywalking. Hey, uh, he then stops to see if fish- the fisherman needs help and the fisherman hooks the cop while Helen is like screaming. And then Helen kicks out the back window of the cop car. Yeah, Helen. climbs up. I loved it. I Uh, I love this whole scene. uh, This is is the best slasher chase scene, I think, ever. And obviously, I'm biased because it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. But even regardless of her presence in it, just the fucking buildup and all the different scenes. And you really see her character fighting so hard for her life. And it's just so good. So desperate and you can feel it. And like all of like all of the ideas and how to get away and like what you can do next and it's it's really good mm-hmm. it's really really good. Helen she runs from the fisherman who's like following her and then we cut back to Julie and we're, she's like reading article and Susie Willis was survived by her father Benjamin a local fisherman <gasps> dot dot dot. But we cut back to Helen and she's running she runs to Elsa's store and yells to her to open oh this scene oh, fucking, fucking Elsa. I just hate her so much. Yeah, like here's your younger sister, obviously distraught, screaming for her life, let me in. And she's just sauntering. Oh, wait, I guess I'll get my keys now. Saunters back to the post, slowly, gingerly picks up the keys and saunters like, gosh, calm down, sister. Are you on your period or something? Jesus. That was so annoying. I was like, I'm going to beat you up. I couldn't take it. Weird. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, it is there, I think, to cause more tension in this specific moment. But even so, yes. be- considering how her sister has acted throughout the entire movie, you just think, wow, really? You must really hate your, your younger sister. Fuck you. Like, no reason. It's yeah. crazy. 
me. Yeah. I don't understand it. So, finally, um, Elsa is, oh, I wrote, Elsa's fucking useless. And then, <laughs> so she finally gets the door open, like Ugh. you said. She clearly doesn't believe her, and, like, even when, like, she screams at her, and she's like, I'm being attacked. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, no believability to El- Elsa's, like, whatever. Yeah. And Helen's like, go fucking lock the back door and go, and I'm going to go phone, get the phone and call the police. Like, so we see Elsa go to the back door, but way too late. She oh, yeah. like, has to walk everywhere. And I was like, hurry up. Yeah. Sauntering, more sauntering, more sauntering. And so the fisherman is already inside and he gets in and like kills the fuck out of her. And I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. I don't feel like bad for you. No. And then Helen hears her scream. And calls for her, which I think was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Helen, you were so close. Oh, and then we get a real gruesome shot of, like, the fisherman, like, dragging Ooh, Elsa. Yeah. With the hook. Like, the hook Ooh. is, like, in her stomach, and she's just, like, being dragged along. It was great. Yeah. I mean, and then Helen comes down the stairs, and she's still calling for Elsa. And I was like, stop it. But shh, I'm quiet. So in the store, there's all these, like, creepy mannequins covered mm. in plastic. And the lights go out. And the fisherman is one of the plastic like, in one of the plastic sleeves and tackles Helen. Oh. And she manages, somehow, to get up and run away from him as he's, like, trying to get this plastic off yeah. him. So she finds a door and it's locked and she gets on, like, oh, and her dead sister. She finds her dead sister, screams, and then she's like, great. Uh, so she gets on, like, a rather, like, makeshift elevator. Yeah, like right? like a pulley system sort of thing. Yeah, very antiquated. Uh, she starts to pull herself up, and, like, the, the fisherman is, like, swiping at her feet. He's, like, just missing, and she's, like, hopping out of the way and, like, pulling, and it's good. Yeah. Very, like, tense. So she makes it to the top, and the fisherman is there because he took the stairs. <gasps> and she climbs out of the window and falls into the alley. Yeah. Crazy. And it's, I like, a three-story jump, too. Yeah. yeah. She lands hard on her back. Oh, God. It hurts every time I watch it. Yeah. yeah, but they just they just upped the ante with this entire chasing. Like you're going to be using 1950s pulley system, then you're going to be jumping out of a window onto a bunch of planks and using that to break your fall, and just it's insane. <laughs> I know. I think she's. I mean, she's doing a great job. I know stunt doubles doing a great job. It's all great. Yeah, all really good. And then she's like, she manages to get back up, and oh. she's sort of like limping and running. Oh, my God. She's obviously hurt. And, like, Helen sees the fireworks and runs towards them yeah. and the parade. Yeah. And then she's almost saved. She's oh. almost saved. And I hate this in horror movies. But she stops and turns around. And when she turns back again, the fisherman is there. And he attacks her against these tires. And they used to have, like, this vision of, like, her, like, not dying and like mm-hmm. just being able to escape and get away one last time and all this stuff. And then, but we really see this blood start to appear on her arms and like, obviously yeah. he's like hacking into her and yeah. But at the same time, that's what makes it so good is because she went through hell and was so fucking close. Everyone was right there. They were maybe what, four feet away from her uh, the parade. Impossible. She was so yeah. close and he got her right at that last possible moment when she was just free. And the fact that she had fought so hard, limping, jumping, God, and she, her will to live was so strong. And that's yeah. what makes it so good. It was pretty impressive. And, like, she, uh, yeah, like, the only reason that nobody hears her is because of the fireworks and the drums mm-hmm. and the parade and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. I mean, yeah. one of the best chase scenes, I think, they're yeah, at all. I think totally. it's one of the best chase scenes. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the top reasons, I mean, besides Buffy and Scream 2, that Sarah is, like, considered a Scream Queen. I think this is Hell yeah. one of the 
Anyway, so we cut to Julie, and she's running to Ray on his boat. She tells him it wasn't David Egan that night, and she thinks it was Ben Willis, and that he killed David Egan. And what if they didn't kill Ben Willis that night? What if he's still alive? And there's like, this is the stuff that starts to get a little floggy for me. And then they undercut all of that because Ray says to come on board, but he's creepy, and the boat has... Dilly Blue written on it. And I was like, oh God. And also because him acting creepy in this scene is so unnecessary to his character. It's just to plant this red herring seed of maybe it was me all the long because he's like, come on the boat, Julie, tilting my head yeah. maniacally. And like, you know, Freddie Prince trying to be creepy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's like let's lead that to professional, shall we, Freddie? <laughs> let's lead that to professional. Great. So uh, then Julie sees the boat and Billy Blue and all that stuff. And she then she's like blaming Ray and he went to Missy and he's and he's the fisherman. And Ray says he can explain. And she runs and he follows her. And another man like clotheslines Ray and she pleads for help. And he says to go on the boat, hurry. And he undo- undoes the ties on the boat. And like I was like, yeah, this is the fisherman. Hey, come on. Come on, Julie. Come on. Come on, Jules. There's Get it together. Random good Samaritan there. That's willing to help you get on my... Now, he's the one where I'd be like, I, I'm not getting on your goddamn boat, stranger danger. Yeah. I would like, run... You don't even know this guy. You're about to get on Barry's boat, which, I mean, Ray's boat, which fine. But, like, you don't know this guy. What are you doing? Call the police! Yeah. Okay. He says to go on the boat, blah, blah, blah. And then Julie's, like, inside the boat, and she's, like, finding articles and pictures of the four of them. And Okay, so... How did he get that picture of... Thank you! All the, waving on the clam. all the pictures he had up there were either of that day or the day before. And this was before digital photos where you could just print them <laughs> at home. What he went to. Okay. So this guy, he must never sleep because he did all of the sneaking around with the bodies and, you know, carrying around Johnny Galecki in a bag with a bunch of crabs that nobody noticed apparently. And then, you know, he went and took care of Helen and then Brian Felipe and whilst doing all of this, he took photos, went to the one-hour photo, asked, can I have that at, at 11 by eight and a half? Thanks. I want the big one, not, not the small one. I want the big one. Th- th- thank you. So did that, waited the hour, went back to the one-hour photo, probably still in his slicker. So sorry. It's just like, wow, dude, you are really good at time management. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all of that, he like managed to cut off her hair and put a body That's in right, a trunk yes. and yeah. like... And go and like be downstairs and take a picture of her and then get himself up across the street mm-hmm. and up into a balcony to scare her. Right. When yeah. she up at him, I was like, he, he had to have gone across the street to get that angle, then get on that other side. Yeah. This guy, man, sneaking. Multitasking. Yeah. And okay. she, so she sees the creeper shrine, which all creepers have. I guess they can't fucking help it. They're really good at scrapbooking. Apparently, that coincides with being a, hom- a homicidal maniac. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They all like their trophies and stuff, but usually, like, I would have almost been like, oh, he has, like, all of Helen's hair that he yeah. off and, like, you know, I've been like, oh, okay. I That's want the point. scene of when they're setting up their little creeper shrine of them going to Michael's and going, I'm going to get this sticker and these, ooh, these rhinestones would be great. They'll really make it pop. It's the arts and crafts with uh, Michael Myers. That's right. See, they, yeah. They, yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh, and then the guy had the, Ben Willis, Ben Willis, has the spinny thing that we saw before and asks if she's in trouble. She says, yes. He says, that's too bad, being it's 4th of July. All kids, like, you should be out having fun, drinking, partying, 
running people over, getting away with murder, things like that. And I was like, oh, I did. Yeah, because you can tell he's been planning this for a year. So he's like, I've been planning this speech. I have note cards. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I have to have it memorized, though. I can't have note cards on the day. <laughs> I have to get this down. Right. Uh, no, I said, I said running people over and then partying. That's not right. I should say drinking, Wait, partying, can- running people Wait. over. Yeah, getting away with murder. Things like that. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Ju- ju- wait, That's Julie, great. can I start over? Sorry, I've just been working so hard on this, and I just, I really want to, I really want to get this right. Is that cool? Oh fuck, Julie, I'm sorry. I said, I said third of July. I meant it's fourth of July. Clearly, third of July doesn't make any sense. That's so stupid. Oh. Why would I say that? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She says, "You're Ben Willis," and then runs. I she like realizes- how she realizes that after his speech, not after looking at the creeper shrine. So she runs out, and then she realizes that the boat has left the harbor. And I was like, you didn't feel the boat moving? Scholar, How did she get a scholarship? I question this. I worry about her. Yeah. So Ray is up. He woke up, and he finds a motorboat, and he's, like, speeding after the boat that, they're, that Ben and Julie are in. And Ben is speeding up the boat even more. And Julie opens up the entrance to the undercarriage of the boat, and he tries to, like, pull it open because it's like this graded thing and she's holding it closed and he's trying to pull it open and she's screaming and it's very scary. Oh yeah. Um, very claustrophobic. That is exciting to taste scene as Sarah Michelle Gellar. No. Just fine. It's fine. It's fine. I guess. (laughs) It's fine. Then here's the motorboat. And so he like stops pulling and then Ray jumps to the ship and climbs aboard and then attacks Ray and below deck, Julie is trying to figure out what the fuck to do basically. And then Ray tries to attack Ben with a harpoon. That doesn't work mm. um, because he's terrible. And Ray is the worst character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and then Julie, Julie climbs up another set of stairs. And Julie pops back up, up, up on the deck and distracts Ray. Ben can hit him, and off, hit him in the face and off the boat. And I was like, oh, boy. So Julie screams. She closes the latch and goes back downstairs. But Ben took the opposite way. Like, Julie's running runs back it's a lot of like running back yeah there's a lot of up and down back and forth going on yeah it's all very confusing lots of latches Mm -hmm. but uh he puts a bin with chains on the latch that she came out before so she can't get out and then ray meanwhile is like climbing a net to get back on board and julie finds another latch and climbs through and then there's like another latch and then she's in the latch and there's ice and she's in the ice room it's a mess (laughs) (laughs) this starts to kind of unravel for me a little bit i'm like "Uh uh-huh Okay. Well, because since we had such a perfectly length chase scene with Helen's character, having another one, it's a little superfluous. Yes. And it's not good. Yeah. And it's not exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting, sort of, but it's also sort of like, yeah, she's in a boat. I'm like, not, not, much, for, not much for her to do or where to go and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, it's his boat, so he knows the boat. And yeah. So she's like in the ice room and she starts pushing all the ice towards the latch to prevent Ben from being able to open it. And then she finds more and pushes more towards the latch, but discovers the frozen bodies. And it's not great. Not great dummy work here. <laughs> doesn't look anything like Sarah Michelle Gellar at all. They're like, and it's her. Great. She's wearing the dress. Cool. Yeah. And then good like, job. Yeah. They're like, Julie scream. Great. Yeah. And then Ray hears Julie screaming and she finds the dead body of Barry next. And I thought Barry's dummy was a little better. They, they got like a good close up shot of him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's Ryan Philippeish. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. They had like a harder time matching Sarah's face or something. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's fine. It's the nose. It's hard to match. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So she then finds a ladder, and we can see on deck that Ray is watching Ben coming to the latch on the deck that leads down to where Julie is. I got tired of writing latch. I'm exhausted. He opens it, and there's Julie and Ray. swings a metal instrument hook on a rope device into the face of Ben, and he falls back unconscious. Then Ray runs down, and he, like, helps Julie out, and then Ben wakes up again (laughs) and knocks Ray on his ass. And then Julie runs. He stops her, raises his arm with the hook, but it, like, gets tangled in ropes. Yeah. This was just dumb, sheer dumb luck. Yeah. I was like, you are very lucky, Julie. (laughs) You're kind of stupid, and you're very lucky. Yeah. And then um, it gets tangled in ropes, and Ray, like, pulls a lever. And I wrote, pull the lever, clunk. Yeah. yeah. Wrong uh, lever. (laughs) Wrong lever. Yeah. And then the ropes tighten around his arm, and he is pulled upward. His hand gets chopped off when it slams into, like, this top mechanical thing. Dramatic. And then he said, flying into the water. Yeah. And Ray and Julie hug. Um, it's very dramatic. Oh, very. And then, okay, so Ray tells her the guild was killing him, but he mm. had to know. So, like, it's later, and he's, like, very sad or morose or whatever Freddie Prince is trying to do. Right, yeah. And he had to know who David Egan was, mm. and he... Loves her and wants him back. This is why he like went to go see Missy and like lied about who he was. And he was Blue Beetle Billy. or whatever the fuck his name. Billy yeah. Blue. Yeah. Billy. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. <laughs> he became a superhero. Yeah. And he went and visited Missy. Yes. And that was his origin story. Mm. Uh, I like it. For the spinoff. So the officer asks if they had any idea why this man would want them dead. And they say not. So they're, like, continuing to cover it up. I'm like, good. Yeah. The moral of the story, kids, is that as long as you're a decent person, you'll get away with it? Question mark? Exactly. Keep lying. Keep lying. Much as possible. Even if when your best friends die. Right. Horrible, brutal deaths. Mm -hmm. And you find them later in a bunch of fake ice. Keep lying. Yeah. Keep lying. It's justified. (laughs) That is what we learned from this movie. (laughs) That it's okay. Because it turns out he was a murderer, so being irresponsible was totally cool, you guys. Yeah, totally paid off. Yeah, totally. They actually did it. It was just, it was a good murder. Good manslaughter. Yeah. He, he deserved to die. Yeah, so it's okay. Spoilers, he's not dead. There's a sequel. Um, There's two sequels. Oh, God. But this, the other one doesn't have anything to do with it, right? I've never seen I. There's, I still know what you did last summer. And then there's, I think it's called, I'll always know what you did last summer. Haven't seen it. Little curious. It should be like, I always know what you did two summers ago. Yeah. Just with each sequel, that's actually the sequel number. It's just the number of summers ago it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll always know what you did three summers ago. I took a summer off. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the total, that's the entire title. That's all of it. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Great. So they pull up just a hand and the hook, and the cop says, don't worry, the body will turn up. They usually do. <laughs> it's like, how many bodies are you finding out Jesus, here? Jesus, what is this terrible place? This, this place is terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. And then Ray and Julie look freaked out. Then, up to Julie, back at school. She's looking healthy, glowy, shiny, much better hair. Mm-hmm. She made the dean's list. She's on the phone with Ray, and they're having a little combo and flurry, and, you know, she's in the towel. <laughs> and her roomie drops off mail, and the handwriting is familiar. <gasps> oh, okay. So this, it, 
you know, she opens it and it turns out to be an invite to a frat party, which starts at noon. What the fuck? Day drinking in college. <laughs> yeah. Like, what frat party starts at noon? That was something that took me out of this movie. <laughs> it's like, noon frat party. I was like, my, my whole head exploded. She then goes back into her shower space area, which is covered with steam, and she sees on the shower door, I still know. Mm. And she freaked out, and she's looking around, and out of the shower, Ben leaps out at her, and she screams. Now, that's the end of the movie, by the way. Yeah, and then, uh, it, cuts to, <laughs> and then it cuts to credits where the song is so antithetical to this mood where it's like, na 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 It's very peppy. Yeah. So what did you think? You know what? This movie holds up. There's it holds of, up, right? Yeah. I was like watching it and I'm like really expecting it to become like a fiasco of epic proportions. I was like, please don't be a grudge in my mind. Yeah, Again, totally. Memories of like loving grudge and mm-hmm. then not liking it anymore as much. Um, but it wasn't that. It totally stands up. No, it does. And I think it's for you know, all the things we were talking about as far as as much as possible for being a teen slasher movie, a lot of it is pretty grounded. There are good characters, good dynamics between them. You believe their relationships. And a lot of the conclusions they come to are fairly realistic. And the horror in it is good. So much tension and it's so atmospheric. And yeah, I think it definitely, you know, for something made in the 1990s holds up very well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I... um I went into it, like, expecting the worst and then, like, got sort of the best. And I was, like, really happy about it. I'm like, thank fucking goodness. (laughs) Because my expectations were, like, this is going to be maybe painful to watch. Maybe there's stuff I don't remember about it, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, really offensive and aging poorly. I don't think it's bad. I think it's pretty fucking good. I think it holds up pretty. The ending becomes a tangled mess. Yeah. Where it's, like. Oh, but it's not David, but it's Ben, but it's not Ben, it's Ray, but it's not Ray, it's Ben, but it's not Ben, it's a boat. Yeah, it just, it gets a little back and, yeah, it absolutely gets tangled. Just like his hand in the rope. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But yeah, this movie held up. And I'm such a sucker for atmosphere, and I know I've brought this up in previous episodes, and that's something they excelled with. They just really established this atmosphere. There's something about a story taking place in a small town, especially when it's on the coast. There's always water crashing in and out. So that definitely adds to this ominous tone that really gives this sense of impending doom for our four heroes. So how many hooks do you give this movie? I give this... Three out of five hooks. Girl, we are on the same page. Yes. Have we? Three out of five hooks. Yes. I dug movie. I'm ready to watch it again without having to take notes. I really was <laughs> like, this is great. I mean, I love taking notes and like making fun of it while I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's fun. And pausing every once in a while because I have to like catch up with myself. But I'm like, this movie is just fun. It's right? like, And I'm so happy it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, you guys. Yes. Watch it. Yes, immediately. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's so fun. And yeah. you know, you have Scream which subverts the tropes, so it's fun to watch one where it's not necessarily subverting the tropes, but it's it's using the formula well. Yeah, it's like celebrating the tropes. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah, I like that. It's like, oh, we had the pageant queen cheerleader. 
girl, mm-hmm. great. But she also, her life is now fucked up and she failed at acting. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Oh, but we yeah. have the smart virgin who's not really a, vir- a virgin and how smart she is is sometimes questionable. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she went to, she went to college to become a lawyer. Yeah. You know, like it's good. It's like plays with a lot of the expectations and how people fail at life and what mm-hmm. this shit could actually do to people actually do to yeah. people. It, oh no, totally. Because even though it is still a slasher movie, so there is a formula to follow. I think they grounded it more than they necessarily needed to with this kind of movie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think this movie could have, um, had a little help in diversity department. But, oh, I mean, obviously, oh, no, 100%. It's and it's, such, it's sort of sad and of its time in a way, and, you know, you just have to go, okay, yeah, this is what I'm getting into in this movie. That's absolutely. Yes. So. No, absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, one of those ways where, yeah, this was definitely made in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. But all in all, I mean, I had a good time. No, me too. And I still I still want our twisted remake that we discussed earlier yeah. where it still takes place in the 1990s. Uh, they're, they're all, for the most part, playing the same character except Johnny Galecki will be Freddie Prince Jr.'s part and Freddie Prince Jr. will be the Max. Max. And, but they're all still teenagers even though they're not teenagers in real life. And yeah. Like 40-year-old teenagers, that's fine. Yeah, that I mean, happens. it's very CW. Or no, that's more WB than CW having the... Yeah. 30-year-old teenagers and whatnot. Well, yeah. How old was Nicholas Brendan when he started acting as Sander? Like, 26 or yeah. something? I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, go watch this movie. It's great. It's Sarah a classic. Is great. She is. It. Our queen. Our slayer. I know. I was so happy that I was, like, not upset by this movie. I was like, oh, phew. Yeah. Oh, so next time, guys, we're going to be covering... We talked about this right before recording. We're going to be talking about one of my fucking favorite movies death becomes her uh, and i'm so excited me too. i can't wait yeah it's a it's classic great. if you haven't yeah. seen it watch it uh, right now watch it right now i mean meryl streep goldie hahn bruce willis isabella rossellini oh, of course yes. um and i have a story about her so that'll be exciting to share next yeah time you, you do um yeah so i'm really excited yeah all right so everyone thank you so so much for listening please let us know what your favorite moments were from the movie and if you also hate naughty pine as much as i do (laughs) yeah and you know i mean tell us another movie with a horrible mom and a horror movie and we'll watch it and yell at them immediately yeah and please rate review subscribe tell your friends tell your enemies tell that creepy fisherman dude who's stalking you like yeah Shout it when he's chasing you down the street. Yeah, obviously. like yeah, when you're do when you two are jumping out of the third story window onto the plank of wood, uh, just say right and subscribe. Yeah, Demon Slayers and Jedi. Oh my! And then yeah. you land. Time it like that. <laughs> if you don't time it well, we will be very vexed with you because yeah, we'll be upset. Yeah, super upset. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>